Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. It's time for our third episode of Christmas and discussing the background of the songs and the hymns we played on goldengems.net. If you haven't already listened to them, we encourage you to do so now and come back and learn their background. We hope doing so will help put you in the mood to get you fully into the Christmas season. Mistletoe and Holly was written by Frank Sinatra, Doc Stanford, and Hank Sancola, and published by the Barton Music Corporation in New York. Mistletoe and Holly, with an orchestra conducted by Gordon Jenkins, was released as a capital 7-inch 45 single in 1957. The song appeared on a 1957 Capitol Christmas album, A Jolly Christmas, from Frank Sinatra. The Capitol LP, The Sinatra Christmas Album, in 1963. The Concept Collection on Capitol in 1992. The Complete Capitol Singles Collection in 96. And the 2000 Christmas release, The Christmas with the Rat Pack. Away in a Manger is a Christmas carol first published in the late 19th century and used widely throughout the English-speaking world. In Britain, it is one of the most popular carols. A 1996 Gallup poll ranked it joint second. Although it was long claimed to be the work of German religious reformer Martin Luther, the carol is now thought to be wholly American in origin. The two most common musical settings are by William J. Kirkpatrick, 1895, and James Ramsey Murray, 1887. By Christmas of 1883, Luther's Cradle Song was already being performed as a recitation as part of a Sunday school celebration in a church in Nashville. Savior, Shepherd, and King is a Christmas hymn written by modern composer Kurt Bester. This carol imagines three separate characters, all anticipating the birth of the Christ child. For each of them, this newborn baby represents a different thing, a savior for the troubled soul, a shepherd to lead a young boy, and a king who leads with love. March of the Toys is the theme song from the Operetta Babes in Toyland, which is one of Victor Herbert's most famous and popular works. It masterfully weaves together various characters from Mother Goose nursery rhymes into a Christmas-themed musical extravaganza. The original production opened at the Chicago Grand Opera House in June of 1903, produced by Fred Hamlin and directed by Julian Mitchell, and toured to several East Coast cities before opening in New York in October 1903, 
and ran for 192 performances. This was followed by many successful tours and revivals. The piece was so popular that it spawned other fairy tale shows over the next decade and continues to be a favorite today. White Christmas is an Irving Berlin song reminiscing about an old-fashioned Christmas setting. The song was written by Berlin for the musical film Holiday Inn, released in 1942. The composition won the American Award for Best Original Song at the 15th Academy Awards. Since its release, White Christmas has been covered by many artists, the version sung by Bing Crosby being the world's best-selling single in terms of sales, with an estimated sales in excess of 50 million copies worldwide. Accounts vary as to when and where Berlin wrote the song. One story is that he wrote it in 1940 in warm La Quinta, California, while staying at the La Quinta Hotel, a frequent holiday retreat, also favored by writer, director, producer Frank Capra. Although the Arizona Biltmore also claims the song was written there. He often stayed up all night writing. One day he told his secretary, I want you to take down a song I wrote over the weekend. Not only is it the best song I ever wrote, it's the best song anybody ever wrote. Christmas All Alone by The Letterman is found on For Christmas This Year CD of The Letterman, which was produced and compiled by a good friend, Matt Fernandez. It tells of someone who is all alone and many miles away from those he loves. He looks forward to being reunited in the summer. Hark the Herald Angels Sing is an English Christmas carol that first appeared in 1739 in the collection Hymns and Sacred Poems. The carol, based on Luke 2:14, tells of an angelic chorus singing praises to God. As it's known in the modern era, it features lyrical contributions from Charles Wesley and George Whitefield, two of the founding ministers of Methodism. Wesley, who had written the original version as Hymn for Christmas Day, had requested and received slow and solemn music for his lyrics, which has since largely been discarded. Moreover, Wesley's original opening couplet is Hark, how all the welkin ring, glory to the King of Kings. The popular version is a result of alterations by various hands, most notably by Whitefield, who changed the opening couplet to the familiar one. In 1840, a hundred years after the publication of Hymns and Sacred Poems, Mendelssohn composed a cantata to commemorate John Gutenberg's invention of the movable type printing, and its music from this cantata, adapted by English musician William Cummings, to fit the lyrics of Hark the Herald Angels Sing that propels the carol now known today. The Secret of Christmas is a popular Christmas song written by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen for Bing Crosby and first performed by Crosby in the 1959 film Say One For Me. He recorded the song with an arrangement by Frank Duvall for a single that year released by Columbia Records. Crosby recorded the song again in 1964 together with Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians 
for the Reprise Records album, 12 Songs of Christmas. The song has also been covered by numerous artists, including Ella Fitzgerald in 1959, Johnny Mathis for his album, Sounds of Christmas in 1963, and Julie Andrews for her album, Christmas with Julie Andrews, in 1982. A Christmas to Remember is most remembered as the song which comes from a 2016 movie which tells of a celebrity and TV personality who needs a break from her life and drives to a mountain retreat. On her way, a blizzard causes her to crash, leaving her with amnesia. A friendly passerby takes her in, and as time passes, she learns to love her new life. Christmas is the warmest time is a song of joy and happiness at Christmas time. It was written and composed by Samola and Jimmy Haskell and originally released in 1970 and made popular by singer Ed Ames. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is a song written in 1943 by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine and introduced by Judy Garland in the 1944 MGM musical Meet Me in St. Louis. Frank Sinatra later recorded a version with modified lyrics. In 2007, ASCAP ranked it the third most performed Christmas song during the preceding five years that had been written by ASCAP members. In 2004, it finished at number 76 on the AFI's 100 Years, 100 Songs rankings of the top tunes of American cinema. Some of the original lyrics penned by Martin were rejected before the filming began. When presented to the original draft lyric, Garland, her co-star Tom Drake, and director Vincente Minnelli criticized the song as depressing and asked Martin to change the lyrics. Though he initially resisted, Martin made several changes to make the song more upbeat. For example, the lines, It may be your last, Next year we may all be living in the past, became, Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Garland's version of the song, which was also released as a single by Decca Records, became popular among the United States troops serving in World War II. Her performance at the Hollywood Canteen brought many soldiers to tears. In 1957, Frank Sinatra asked Martin to revise the line, Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. He told Martin, The name of my album is A Jolly Christmas. Do you think you could jolly up that line for me? Martin's new line was hanging a shining star upon the highest bough. Martin made several other alterations, changing from the future tense to the present, so the songs focused is a celebration of present happiness rather than anticipation of a better future. Ave Maria, originally titled Ellen's Song, was composed by Franz Schubert in 1825 as part of his opera 52, a setting of seven songs from Walter Scott's 1810 popular narrative poem, The Lady of the Lake, loosely translated into German. It is one of Schubert's most popular works. Beyond the song, as originally composed by Schubert, it is often performed and recorded by many singers under the title Ave Maria, 
the Latin name of the prayer, Hail Mary, and also the opening words and refrain of Ellen's song, a song which is itself a prayer to the Virgin Mary, in musically simplified arrangements and with various lyrics that commonly differ from the original context of the poem. It was arranged in three versions for piano by Franz Liszt. In Scott's poem, the character Ellen Douglas, the Lady of the Lake, Loch Katrine in the Scottish Highlands, has gone with her exiled father to stay in the Goblin's Cave, as he has declined to join their previous host, Roderick Dhu, in rebellion against King James. Roderick Dhu, the chieftain of Clan Alpine, sets off up the mountain with his warriors, but lingers and hears the distant sound of the harpist, Alan Bain, accompanying Ellen, who sings a prayer addressed to the Virgin Mary, calling upon her for help. Roderick Dew pauses, then goes on to battle. Schubert's setting is said to have first been performed at the castle of Countess Sophie Weisenwolf in the little Austrian town of Styreg, and dedicated to her, which led to her becoming known as the Lady of the Lake herself. The opening words and refrain of Ellen's song, namely Ave Maria, Latin for Hail Mary, may have led to the idea of adapting Schubert's melody as a setting for the full text of the traditional Roman Catholic prayer, Ave Maria. Its popularity is ever-growing and is one of the most beloved hymns today. Well, Dave and Bill here, glad to bring you the Christmas songs today. We hope you've enjoyed hearing a bit of the background of these Christmas songs. And as we said in the beginning, we invite you to go to www.goldengems.net and listen to the magic of these beloved songs. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to presenting to you our fourth and last of our Christmas episodes next week on Christmas Eve. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems.